Righteous, ratchet, real. Real, real. Righteous, ratchet, real. Righteous, ratchet, real. Righteous, ratchet, real. Real, real. Righteous, ratchet, and real. Real, real. Welcome to the Righteous, Ratchet, and Real podcast. This podcast is for people who love God, but sometimes side-eye the church. We're three friends balancing the secular and sacred, the righteous and ratchet, as we discuss current topics through a gospel lens. We might say some things we're not supposed to. But you are probably thinking it anyway. You know how we say in the church. Charge to our head, head and not our heart. We're going to keep it real. What up, what up, what up, good people? We are here on another episode of the Righteous Ratchet Real Podcast, and I am joined by my beautiful and dynamic co-hosts, Dr. Greta and Dr. Rane. Go ahead, greet the people real quick. Hey, everybody, what's going on? Hey, thanks for being here, y'all. All right, so today we are getting ready to discuss a juicy topic that is near and dear to our heart, and that is a debate that came up recently between two Christian rappers. And can I say, y'all, get ready because we're about to celebrate in our own way the 50 years of hip hop. And so this is sort of like a pre-pre-intro to that. So make sure that you tune in next week as we launch into that celebration of 50 years of hip-hop. And so these two Christian rappers, Lecrae and D1, um, are, you know, debating around the idea of using the word ratchet as Christians. So Lecrae is not new to controversy. He has actually had a number of controversial things that um, have come up over the years of his platform. So he's been heavily critiqued by Christians because he was working with secular artists. Oh, God. Oh, my God. <laughs> right. Like Ty Dolla Sign. And most recently, he has dropped a clothing line called Righteous and Ratchet. And so he is uniting this, um, you know, idea, those two terms, righteous and ratchet. And it probably stems from a speech that he delivered at Liberty University, where he talks about eliminating the sacred secular divide. Sounds like he's been reading some African spirituality, y'all. And so or listening to our podcast. Or listening to our podcast. Come on. Look right here. We would love to bring you on. Let's <laughs> have your people call our people. There you go. Which so, means he discussed this need to redeem some parts of culture and reject others. Mm. And so the implication of his line is that we can both embrace some of the behaviors, appearances, and ideas associated with being ratchet. But he's essentially saying that the word has um, received unfair judgment and can be used for the glory of God. Obviously, everybody knows that this here is 
dear to our heart with the podcast title, right? And so that's why we wanted to jump into this debate. And so I want to ask my girls, how would you define ratchet? Let's start there. Mm. Greta's eyes, if you are not watching the YouTube <laughs> on the spot, how would you define ratchet? For well, me, okay. no, okay. go ahead. No, please go, Renee. Please. <laughs> please. Okay, so, so language is important. Language is very important. And the evolution of language is also something we always need to pay attention to when we start to try to define things. So, you know, ratchet uh, in our culture, in a, in a Black linguistic culture, um, stems from the word wretched. Mm -hmm. um, and Thinking about the word rich, which is one, you know, used in scripture. I well, actually, no, used in song. I really hate it uh, because the I, the idea is that you know we're we're wretch undone, and I, mm -hmm. you know, Grace saved me when I was just a wretch, and you know, all mm -hmm. of the filthy rags, filthy, okay. filthy rags, and you know that always flies in the face of the very first words God said about God's creation, which was that it was good. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So how am I, who am I to call myself a rich when God has already pronounced me as good sin or no sin? You know what I'm saying? God, God still believes that I am good. I, as a human person, you know, and, and God's creation, I'm good. So, um, you know, the word ratchet, I am not really opposed to using it. Uh, if something is, um, askew or something is, um, I don't want to say ghetto because I don't I don't like the use of that word either. Um, <laughs> but something something ain't right. So you know that wretched that, that you know that's ratchet or something isn't as it should be. Um, but I always use it in a very light way, um, and I think that other people don't necessarily use it in light ways. They may attach more to it. But as for me in my house and my language, I use it very lightly, uh, very sparingly. Um, because it's just not necessary. There's other words to use. That's me. For me, ratchet is, and I'm gonna get real churchy in Bible. For me, it's that part where Paul says, when I would do good, uh -oh. Uh -oh. evil is always present. Ah! And so, <laughs> yeah. Come on, for me, ratchet are those parts of me that um, God is still working on. Mm. And I'm glad that he ain't through with me yet. Mm -hmm. um, I told you it's going to be churchified. So, um, for, but seriously, though, that, that's what that is. And my opinion, we all have those parts and we will continue to have those parts um, because if we did not have any of that, we wouldn't need Jesus. Well, so, I mean, we are all righteous and ratchet from my perspective and the ratchet again are those parts that God is still working on us for. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, so ratchet for me, I think I have like two ways I use it. Right. So I use it much, you know, like Greta talks about that whole idea. There's always you know, aspects of us that don't quote unquote line up with what church folks would expect us to do, you know, what they would have defined us to do. So like the idea that I'm going to work on, you know, on Saturday, 
and lift up holy hands on Sunday, that that right there, you know, is what I'm talking about. Do I think that Ratchet as a culture and how um, it plays itself out has aspects where it goes too far? Yes. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, and it's not about respectability politics, but there is still certain ways where I feel that we should carry ourselves. You know, there's certain carriages to ourselves that I do believe that we need to have. Um, Bless it. I was like, you know, there is a video that comes to my mind when I think about Ratchet and Sexy Red at the BET Awards in front of, uh, what's, what's the guy that used to uh, Bobby Jones. Bobby Jones. Oh, I didn't know that's who that was. Okay, that's sexy red. Okay. I don't yes. know. I, I don't like know. that right there. I was like, ooh, baby, not in front of, you know, the man of gold. <laughs> These Bobby Jones. Like, come on now. Come on. That, that was a ratchet moment that I'm like, mm-hmm. that might have gone too far. And I think it's important for us to understand that we get to say that things can go too far. You know, mm-hmm. it is not just, you know, whatever we want to do. So when I use right. ratchet, I don't think about it as whatever I want to do. I do think that, you know, there there are limits. I know there's an argument over who decides the limits or whatever. But I think that there are aspects that we can be like, you know. You went too far. Come on, pull it back a little bit. And so we, we get to, to pull some hymns and be like, just just come back just a tad bit from, from, from the other side of Ratchet. Be like, you, you tipped your toe over into the messy, you know, now. And so that brings me to the other question. Is there an aspect of Ratchet that goes too far for what we think about or can be associated with as Christians? Hmm. Apparently, because every Christian who went to the Beyonce concert is full of the devil and we worship Satan. So uh, apparently there are some, (laughs) according to many, that is too far. But um, (laughs) I mean, so, um, yes. And I think the moment that you describe and I don't know anything about Sexy Red. I don't know. I don't know none about her. But, um, you know. You even mentioned Keisha uh, twerking on Saturday and lifting holy hands on Sunday. Um, I love to dance, but you will not see me in the club on Saturday twerking. And I know you said yours as a joke, I think. Yes. But uh, <laughs> it was a time. There was a time. But I, I was like, I aged oh, out that of that. Oh, that was a time for us all. Club. Trust and believe <laughs> for us all. But at this point in my life, I'll say it, put it like that. That wouldn't be me. Um, and, and I think we have to define for ourselves what would be too far. Uh, I know we lean a lot into other people's opinions of us and expectations, but I think you have to be realistic with yourself and God and determine what the what those lines are. So I, I know that would be a line for me. Um, now, if it's Brad Fowl in the kitchen and I put on some Turkish music, that's different because... That's my husband. And we might do it like that. But um, yeah, for me to go out in public and do that, no, I probably would not. (laughs) Not at this point. And that's a very specific example. But like I said, you have to kind of determine what for yourself, what those boundaries are. But I definitely believe because here's for me. Yes, there are ratchet aspects of Greta. Yes. Pastor Greta Fowler. Yes. Um, And God is working on those. However, that doesn't stop me from 
the righteousness that I feel that I do and am, right? And so, um, and it's not even a matter, I'm, I'm sorry, as I'm talking, I'm hearing these other phrases come up in my mind, like God knows my heart. Yeah, <laughs> God knows our heart. But at the same time, that does not give us an excuse to fully lean into those aspects that we know God is still working on us about. For me, it's yes, God is working on me in this area and I'm trying not to do that um, or I'm trying not to be that person or think that specific way. So it's not permission to lean into it uh, and to, to, you know, and, 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 and do all of that. But it's a recognition that this is an area of growth in my life. This is an area that I'm going to give over to God and pray about so that that can, so that I can be better in that area. So uh, the Bible says, <laughs> the Bible says. <laughs> I didn't pull my ear. Uh, I should have pulled my ear when I said that, but the Bible says, I mean, first Corinthians 10, 23, right? All things are lawful for me, but mm -hmm. not all things mm -hmm. are me. Obedient. Yes. All things are lawful for me, but all things do not edify. Come okay? on, Bible. So when I'm thinking about uh, something Takesha says, she said, I aged out of that, right? Mm -hmm. I remember, uh, and I'm going to date myself by saying this, but I remember being at Freaknik, right? In Atlanta, yeah. driving down 85 to, see to 85 to 85, hitting, you know, um, hitting that. And being at Freaknik and then waking up and like, oh, okay, so we going to New Birth this morning. What are we going to do? <laughs> ah! Go to Waffle House and go to New Birth. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. That, that was me. That that was yeah. me. Can I do that now? I could, mm -hmm. but that would not be expedient for me. That would mm -hmm. not glorify uh, God in the life that I live now. It wouldn't edify nobody. Right. Mm -hmm. Because that's not where I am in my life. And it's maturity. It's a mm -hmm. walk with God. I think mm -hmm. it's um, just that growth mm -hmm. that allows us to judge for ourselves what's lawful and what's expedient. What's what's expedient? What's going to get me where I need to be, you know, close with God? Is that going to prohibit me, pro prohibit me from being close to God? No. If, if I were in that place, that would still be the move. But I'm not in that place anymore. So. I think for every believer, you have to be conscious uh, and, and close enough to God to hear God on whether or not that's the move for you. What, what is ratchet for you, mm -hmm. right? Um, and I think we also, as Christians, because Christians can be the most hypocritical, the most, most uh, pearl-clutching folks in the world, we have to back off and say, God hasn't matured them in that space yet. And for them, that is lawful and expedient at this point in their walk. I cannot judge that because I know, you know, where God has me or where I came from. So I would really love for the saints to be more, you know, understanding and less judgmental. Um, yes, there are limits. There are limits. I'm not going to be twerking in front of the Bobby Jones, right? I ain't going to be doing that half naked. That's just not, right? That's just not. Um so I, I think we do need to have limits for ourselves first, right? Before we start trying to impose our limits on other people. And let me jump in before we pass the plate, because that was truly a pass the plate moment, Renee. Thank right. you for that. But and not to project our insecurities and immaturities on other folk. Yeah. Say That's that. It. Say that. Um, 
y'all can i just say that um if you have not watched the freak nick documentary i'm, I'm now going to be looking with glasses like is that <laughs> where's running <laughs> <laughs> somewhere because i went three years in a row child <laughs> are you part of the people who were nervous about that coming out <laughs> Look, I got out of the pulpit just when that documentary was released. I was like, oh, thank you, Jesus. One of my members could say, oh, I saw Pastor. No, wow. Thank you, Pastor. No, it's good. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> that cracked me up. Um, but I do. I, I, I definitely am wholeheartedly agreeing with you. And I think that that's part of what we miss sometimes is that people grow with the spirit and we often try to be the spirit and, you know, are trying to correct folks instead of allowing the spirit to work within people and forgetting how the spirit has worked in us and right. even continues to work with us. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that's just a reminder there, but can I just say holiness is still right. Ah! Holiness or hell? Uh -oh. <laughs> I'm sorry, that used to be the phrase. Go ahead. <laughs> Y'all, so the idea of ratchet raises an age old question Can we redeem words? You know, the N word, for example, there's still that ongoing debate about whether it has been redeemed. If we drop off the ER and add an A, is it making it different? The B word is another one that, you know, people argue and debate about, has it been redeemed? Um, and then there are words like nerd, for example, that there's not really a debate. People are like, no, I'm taking back the word that you threw at me that was meant to be harmful. And I'm um, happily saying and calling myself a nerd, happily, you know, saying I'm a blurred, you know. And so that is how words, you know, can be redeemed and the question is, can we do the same for Ratchet? Why or why not? Can we redeem the word? I say yes, but honestly, for me, it's never been lost or unredeemed or, you know, it's, it, it is what it is. Um, I don't, I personally don't have a problem with it. I know there are some people who do obviously, but um, what else would you call it? You know, we're using the word ratchet. Some might say heinous or holy. Some may say um, there are other little pun things you can say about it, whatever. But um, yeah, I like ratchet. I feel like <laughs> Me and ratchet friends. <laughs> I feel like the morph from wretched to ratchet, you know, just the way that we use it um, is redemption in itself. Um, because it's claimed to, to like, I think wretched was condemnation, but ratchet oh, is, yeah, ratchet, I think is, you know, more of a cultural understanding of something mm -hmm. that's yeah. different, you know what I'm saying? So, so yeah, I think it's already been redeemed, um, in that regard, in that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, D1 enters the chat at this point, right? So we've been talking about the ratchet. And so for him, I think the word is not a redeemed word, right? If I would put it in, in terms of how I think he's looking at it. And so he challenged the idea that the word could be redeemed 
on his IG message where he's talking about Lecrae. He gives all respect to Lecrae, you know, being like one of the, the giants, the beginning of when, you know, hip hop, Christian hip hop, you know, becomes a thing and someone who's, you know, been doing it for a long time. So D1 honors him in that respect. But he makes these points about him using that whole righteous ratchet. He says, as believers, we are not perfect, but with our large platforms, we have to be careful what terms slash lifestyles we are embracing, defending, and advocating for. He then goes on to say, we are in the world and the culture, but we are not to get so comfortable that we are appearing to being to, to being of it. It's still all love, but let's do better. Hashtag mission vision is um, his, his entrance into this discussion. And so we do have that tension of scripture that says, you know, be in the world, but not of it. And so uh, I guess for him, he doesn't see it as a redemption. Mm -hmm. What would you guys say to, to his idea of in it, but not of it and us using the word ratchet? So I'll say um, my acknowledgement of my ratchetness, I don't think that's me being of the world. It's just a recognition of the fact that within me, there are there's the good and bad, if you will. There's the righteous, the ratchet. There's the, the part that, that God is, <laughs> in my mind, the, the, you know, I have the angel and the devil. <laughs> I'm Tweety Bird. I'm all of that, those Bugs Bunny cartoons we grew up with. And there are forces, there are things, there are experiences, situations that speak to Greta. Some of those things are good, some are bad, but it's not me embracing the world. It's not me being of the world. It's just a basic recognition that, there, that the two exist. We, we, we don't live in a world of just good. We don't live in a world of just evil. They both exist. And mm -hmm. I'm using evil loosely, I'm, you know, but, right. but you, you get the idea. And so to say that something or someone is ratchet or righteous is not to say that they're, oh, they just being worldly. No, I mean, <laughs> I, yeah, it, it's, it, it doesn't mean that for me mm -hmm. at all. But now looking up some this. stuff. Let me yeah. say it used to be a time that it did. It did. It, you know, this is a recent thing for me that I'm willing to acknowledge the ratchetness, you know, or the ratchet within me and, and not be afraid of it. Um, because I'll say this when I denied those parts of me, those were the ones that blew up and out. Hmm. And were expressed in ways that I was surprised. Like, okay, let me, I'm going to go way off track on here. So y'all remember Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy had, I think this is, this is this is an Eddie Murphy raw. He tells the joke about the woman who has the skeletons in her closet. And, and the skeletons get out. I don't, I was that person, skeletons was getting out. But it was because I was trying to hide them and deny them. And, and I say that jokingly and loosely, but it's true. I think there's a truth to that. I think that's why we see so many um, issues in the Catholic church with their priests because they have denied and continue to not deny a part of themselves that they shouldn't be doing. Uh, and so it comes out in these 
in these other ways, right? Uh, I think the more that we lie to ourselves and suppress certain things, I think those are the, thing, the very things that have a way of coming out in unhealthy ways. Hmm. And so I came to a realization, one, of being honest with God about those parts of me and about who I was and giving that to God and letting God work on it. And I found out that the more honest I was, the less I struggled. Amen. Can, can we just talk about how even some of the parts that are ratchet are things that church culture has villainized and it's not something that God villainized and us trying to suppress what is natural ends up becoming that we, you know, express it in unhealthy yep. ways, yep. you know, like suppressing our sexual desires, mm -hmm. you know, and then, yep. you know, you see the scandal come out behind mm -hmm. it because we were not mm -hmm. honest with how God already created us, but right. we decided and deemed that that was unhealthy. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And being honest about who you are, it, it doesn't mean that you got to go around and tell everybody and spread everything. It just means you have to be honest with yourself first. Well, not in any order, but be honest with yourself and with God about who you are. Mm -hmm. and, and, and for me, it was a matter of God. I don't like this part of me. I need you to do something. And then being willing to let God do it. And so, yeah, we still working on some stuff. Lord right. knows. But like I said, the more honest I am with myself and with God, the less I struggle. Mm -hmm. And so and some doing some of releasing that tension mm -hmm. to God honestly frees us up and yep. helps us realize that there was nothing even wrong with that part of us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That yeah, that's true too. Mm. So yeah. So ratchet for me, I, I, when I say I embrace that, I'm, I'm, I, I embrace it. So mm -hmm. The, the work of spiritual integration, right? Integrating this, the sacred and the secular, or at least erasing the lines between those in our lives is, is tricky work, right? Because yes. it's really, it's much easier to have these guidelines and to work inside these boxes, right? I'm not supposed to do this as a Christian, this and this and this. That is easy. That is so easy you know, you could, you know, when you get to a certain place with God, you can just do it blindfold. Like, oh, I know I'm not supposed to be at, you know, mm. the having an extra somebody on the side or, you know, whatever, whatever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's easy. I think some of us are not willing to undertake the more difficult work of saying, you know, well, did God really say, did God really want us? Did, did God really do this to, you know, um, and, and integrating it. And I think those who do that kind of integration are the same folks that we see now, kind of like not in the church views, who are finding church in other spaces, right? We've talked about it on, on our show many times about how, you know, there is this pull away, pulling away from traditional church spaces. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, in places where we don't have these kinds of conversations, you know, it, it really will be and continue to be folks mm -hmm. walking away and like, nope, yeah. you know, no, I can't work with the boxes anymore, but nobody's having this conversation. So I don't really know how to navigate that. So I'd rather just live this way. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, yeah. Can and and the thing the term? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just wanted Ronnie to repeat that term again. Cause I was like, I need to look that up and we might need to have a whole show on it. Oh, well, spiritual integration. Yes. There mm -hmm. we go. Yeah. Integrating or, or erasing. 
uh, that boundary between the sacred and, and the mm. secular. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that, that that disconnect causes a lot of friction for a mm-hmm. lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and even having this conversation that Lecrae and D1 were having, or D1 was trying to have with Lecrae publicly, right? Mm. That for a lot of people, because if you check the comments on the different posts, it's like, you know, all over the place. I think yes. it shows that conversations like these need to happen more often because people mm-hmm. are all over all over the place and think y'all going to hell y'all Christians, and y'all gonna be the one to call lord 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 and lord didn't know you and blah blah blah. and these other people like wait a minute you know i could be christian and light my incense or burn my sage hello sage on my bookcase right up there so you know i mean so again these are the kinds of conversations that need to be had you know yeah you might not call it rat name it as ratchet but I think Christians, again, need to be so much more or less judgmental mm-hmm. and understand that everybody's at different places. And right. Okay. Now, to, to the point of being in the world and not of the world, right? So I was looking something up, Dakeisha. I was looking up the phrase and, and thinking about what exactly that means. So Jesus was... Uh, sent to the world. Jesus was in the world, but not of this world. We are not of this world. Um, I don't know how many Christians believe this, but I know that I believe that I existed before I I came on this plane, right? Mm -hmm. Received a human body and and God breathed spirit into me and then, you know, boom. But I was already an entity. I was already a being before being born. And so, yeah, I am not of this world. So... On that level, I think thinking about that scripture is that I am to remain as I am, not of this world, to not be so severely influenced by this world, but to continually remain who I am, even under that influence, continue to to go back and bring myself back to the source of where I came Mm -hmm. from. And so that is for me where that scripture lands. Yes, there are things that do influence me, but I think on a daily basis, it's my job to to realize where I'm being influenced and how that contradicts the nature, the true nature of who I am and who I'm called to be. Y'all get what I'm saying? Yeah. I I want to circle back to something you mentioned earlier, though. You mentioned about the box checkers. And I'll say this because I was one. The thing with checking boxes and making sure that you are doing crossing your T's and dotting your I's, it gives you a superiority complex. And so then you begin to look at others and you judge them and you you have this sense of, you know, the parable where Jesus says he's he's in the or the people are in the temple and one that gives his money and he stands and he's proud that he's able to give and I'm messing it up. But then the other one comes in, I may have messed the whole up. The man comes in, he's like, I'm not a sinner. I don't do this. I don't do that. And then the other one comes in and he's like, Lord, you know, have mercy on me, whatever. And I know I'm still messing it up. But y'all, my Bible scholars know what I'm talking about. So anyway, um, but yeah, it gives us a superiority complex. And that is what Jesus always preached against. It makes us a Pharisee when we check our boxes and dot our I's and cross our T's. And that is not... It's hard to love people when you do that, number one. Mm-hmm. And then it's easier to judge people for what they do or don't do 
when you're checking those boxes. So I would caution anybody who's out there checking boxes, crossing T's, dotting I's, pounding their chest, saying, I'm not a sinner like these folk. I knew it was going to come back to me. I'm not a sinner like these folk over here. Um, yeah, you the very ones Jesus was talking against. Right. Mm. That um, comment brings me to how people have responded in this debate. And so like Ronnie spoke about earlier, people are all over the place. So some people are saying about Lecrae that he's a lukewarm person, right? Mm. And so others are saying that, you know, the people who are critiquing him like D1 are being Pharisees and they're, you know, calling him out, you know, unfairly. And so I think that we are all over the place. And so easily can lean into that Pharisaic, you know, like this is the law. These are the boxes. This is mm -hmm. how it should be done. Mm -hmm. And so I think that an important part of this, you know, what's happening here and the spiritual integration, look, we didn't learn the new word, y'all. <laughs> You know, is that disagreements in church happen. We are living a doctrine that is based on disagreements. You know, there Ooh. have been arguments over centuries that land us where we are. We then even are going back and critiquing some of the same language even that we've inherited. You know, when we talk about womanism, it's a critique of, you know, the patristic fathers and the things that we are have inherited. And so this idea that we have to have same thought, same ideas, you know, this we're all going to agree is a fallacy. And mm -hmm. it is in these discussions. It's in the willingness to rub against each other. When we talk about iron sharpening iron, I yeah. believe it is, you know, these two belief systems, you know, that are making us sharp and making us being able to be relevant Christians, being able to be Christians that model after Christ. Because the reality is that the religious system was not embracing Jesus when he came because he was right. like, nah, this ain't right. Like y'all, y'all right. are askew in this. And so we have to understand that disagreements are going to happen. Um, my question for you guys is where can we agree and disagree and still be united? Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's why we got all these denominations now. Um, <laughs> but that's the I, thing, right? I say even for denominations, when we talk about the fact that, you know, at first we may be beefing, but now you look at like, you know, work where, you know, Baptists and Methodists work alongside each other, mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. know, and yeah. we get to this place where I'm like, I may not agree on your, your baptism terms. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, I know we all love some Jesus. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and I think that's the point of intersection, you know, our our beliefs on who Jesus is, because that doesn't really differ a whole lot across the board. Um, what, where we kind of fall apart is with issues of the law, honestly, um, and how much of it is still... I don't want to say relevant because I think that's too strong, but the parts of the law <laughs> that are convenient and that we are willing to embrace, I think that's where we fall apart. 
Uh, case in point, and I, is, I can be candid about it because it's going to come up. So um, United Methodist Church has already gone through it. AME Church is next, August 2024. Um, it will come up as to whether or not homosexuality is okay. Um, and, and can we accept it within the AME Church um, in, in different form, you know, not forms, but in different I guess within leadership, or can we marry? Can we marry them, or can they be married? And so uh, that's on the table, and I believe that's where we will fall apart because we, you know, some people feel strongly it's wrong, it's not of God, it's in Leviticus, as are other things that we overlook. Um, Come on, anybody eating shrimp out here? <laughs> right. And so, but then you're going to have the other others who are like, they ain't got no problem with it. You know, it's not up to them who people are going home with, marrying, sleeping, all that kind. So that's going to be where we fall apart. Not because we don't love Jesus. Mm. So where do we agree? Um well, I will say that I think, like Greta mentioned, I think we fall apart with the Pauline epistles. I think that the interpretation of the Pauline epistles is where most of the disagreement is. And that if we were more uh, centered on the words of Jesus, the Christ, mm. uh, rather than the Pauline epistles, I think there would be greater uh, intersections for agreement and unity. Um, I don't, I don't know how we get, I don't know how we get to unity otherwise. I really don't. If we are not taking what Jesus actually said rather than someone else's interpretation of what Jesus said and did, you know, and teaching from there, I, I think we should go straight to the source. And I think that's, that's the place, the only place really that we'll agree. Yeah. I think for me, respect is very important. Mm-hmm. And respecting that everyone is in different places, everyone has different understandings, but that if we come together and are able to speak respectfully to each other, and sometimes you just walk away saying, I'm respectfully going to disagree. Right. Or we were, we're going to just have to agree to disagree. Mm -hmm. You know, that that is really what I think we should be working to mm -hmm. and less of destroying and having people, you know, naming people not as, uh, you know, holy or Christian just because they do not ascribe to our theology and our understanding. And so there, there is definitely a wrestling and, you know, I don't think it's going to be exhaustive because y'all, when we, we come to these people who are, you know, white supremacists and they Christianity like it, you know, I think for me, if there were to be a thing is, are you causing other people harm because of your theology? That's where I'm like, we can't, we can't sit down and talk <laughs> and agree. Because if you're causing other people harm because of your theology, then that's where I have to be like, Ugh. and so that even goes back to your point, Greta, and why I have a hard time. And I usually walk out when people are preaching homophobic sermons and stuff like that, because you're actively harming people mm -hmm. and you can preach Jesus. And going back to your point, Ronnie, Jesus ain't never touch on it, talk about it, 
So why are we hanging our hats on the fact that, you know, folks got to, you know, be heterosexual to be loved and to be accepted into our churches and not to be the point of a sermon? Um, so. <laughs> and here's um, the thing, Keisha, if I could just jump in. You know, you mentioned agreeing to disagree. It used to be a time where we could do that. Mm. still be in the same church and love one another like brothers and sisters and we have come to the place where we can't even stand to be in the room with folk if they don't agree with you mm -hmm. like that's being christ-like yeah and yeah. so we have really lost our way in that respect yeah Y'all, this podcast, we are embracing our righteous and our ratchet, right? And so for us, we lean heavily on our African spirituality, which does not have this dualistic idea that we are both holy and unholy. You know what I mean? There, there, there are these aspects of us. And so our podcast title is an acknowledgement that we are both and one. There's no church life and a home life. <laughs> we are righteous and we are ratchet. And so Lecrae offered this as he dropped his clothing line. Being righteous and ratchet is not reveling in sin and making up for it with strong declarations of faith. It's about understanding we are all nuanced individuals. Come on, the nuanced folks. Let's say amen. Amen. <laughs> not defined by our appearance and accepting of the imperfections we have knowing our flawed expressions of individuality will not just be recognized or forgiven, but accepted by our creator. So y'all go on ahead, continue to live out here in your righteous ratchet in real life. <laughs> and we will catch you next week, as I said, where we start to talk about celebrating 50 years of hip hop, please share this episode with somebody because at the very least, it will start an interesting discussion that we need to be having about, you know, terms. Is it okay for us to be ratchet? Is it okay for us to, you know, walk out our lives as Christians very differently? So please share the episode, y'all. Share, 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 share. Pose the question on your social media platforms. Tag us in it. We just want to get this discussion popping. All right, everybody. Peace and love. Peace out.